0: It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story.
1: Out here in Colorado, we had a sex education bill that was passed. It was signed by the governor and put into law. I just can't believe what is happening to public education.
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: We are now using policy that if you don't affirm something, that they use policy then to take away your businesses.
0: Today's current opinions and ideas.
1: Kids are just being bombarded with darkness.
0: Is it freedom or is it force? (coughs) Let's have a conversation. You know, we need to get back
1: to Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's Producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday to you, Producer Steve.
2: Yes, it is the middle of the week.
1: Yes, it is. It's the day after Election Day. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of this stuff. But, uh, oh, boy, <laughs> you and I were uh, on our pre-call. <laughs> we said, they were like, I don't know what to say. And then we'd have two hours of silence. But uh, we do have things to say. So we'll be talking with Dr. James Linesweiler here in the first segment. And I'm going to go through election results in the second or first hour and, and in the second hour. Um, it's hard to believe uh that's all I can say. It is hard to believe
2: right now, Steve. I just uh, <laughs> I'm speechless uh at 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 the highest level, an opportunity an uh, awesome opportunity to throw off the shackles of bad government squandered not maybe not so much locally but statewide nationally uh I'm in shock.
1: yeah. So we'll talk about that. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's breathtaking, for sure. So let's go through some of these things here. And I've got, I've got a positive story to tell you, in a way. Okay. So I'll tell you that here in just a minute. But check out our website. That's Kim Munson, dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of uh, freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And, uh, my friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their freedom, their livelihood, their opportunity, or their lives via force. And force could be a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos Globalist Elites Agenda. And that looks like that's who uh, was uh, voted in yesterday.
2: Yeah, a big and, a big winner. <laughs> yeah,
1: the new 87,000 IRS agents as well that are going to be out there swarming over all of us uh, regular law, uh, law-abiding citizens here. So it's um it's pretty remarkable. But uh, we'll continue on here. Um let's see. Uh, uh, we're in a battle. That's for sure. That's why these America's Veteran Stories shows are so important. This Sunday, three to four p.m. is a great interview that we did with a World War II veteran Marine uh, Al Jennings at the end. He fought at the Battle of Iwo Jima, so you will not want to miss that either. Uh, let's see. I chose this yesterday, and, and uh, it's pra- <laughs> it's very uh, quote of the day by Mark Twain, who was an Amer- American writer, humorist, entrepreneur, publisher, and lecturer. He was praised as the greatest humorist the United States has produced. And William Faulkner called him the father of American literature. He was born in 1835. He died in 1910. And and he said this, Steve. He said, if ignorance is bliss, why isn't the world happier? <laughs> <laughs> there's no laughing on your side of the, the window right now, is there?
2: Well, there's just... I, I'm not going to speak for the state or speak for the nation. There's probably a lot of happy people out there right now.
1: Oh, I don't think so. I think that there's... Never mind. You and I, we talked about we've got to be a little careful here. Tread carefully right now as we see what's going on here. But uh, I, I uh, what I see on the horizon for america and the american people it's like what what do we do next we're gonna have to figure that out producer steve
2: well the only thing that came to me was the old adage if you fall off a horse what do you do you get back on and you keep going so maybe that's the only wisdom i can <clears throat> i can muster right now
1: well we're gonna uh, we are i mean here we are Next day. So I want to tell... it. see. Let's see here. Let me... I want to tell you a little story that happened yesterday. And uh, I decided... Of course, you and I are working like maniacs to get everything organized for uh, Thanksgiving week. So we've been doing a bunch of... I mean, all morning yesterday, we were doing recordings, and that's what we're going to do today as well. And um, so yesterday, I, I... you know, I, I thought there's no reason to start to watch any of this stuff till at least 8 o'clock last night. And uh, I had to go over to that little packa- uh, packaging store that's near us. And um, I was there, and I, I got there, mail my, my package, and I had some other things that I needed to check on. And there was just this nudge that said, you know what, step step away. There were two women behind me in line, and I'm like, I'll just step away because... Um, this is probably going to take a little bit of time, and I'm not in a hurry. And so I just stepped away. And the woman behind me was just she was just frazzled. And I'm kind of listening to the conversation. And what had happened was her father, ninety years old, had received a um, message from his great-grandson that the great-grandson had been in an accident. And that he that he had hit a pregnant woman, and that she was—I think she was in the hospital, and he was somewhat injured, but he was in jail, and he needed money. And so the grandmother, uh, the woman that was in the store, uh, got a hold of the message, and so she's like, "Well, I, you know." So, long story short, is she was asked to send twelve thousand dollars to get to help the grandson and she apparently sent the grandson a message and said not to worry we're working on it we'll help you and she receives a message back what and so she talks to the scammer and she said hey i sent a message to my my uh, grandson and he, he responded what and he and the guy's like, well, he's in jail. They've taken his phone. There's no way, you know. Come on, you got to get the money here. Got to get the money here. So she gone to the the packaging store, and uh, ended up we had uh, was sending four thousand dollars, and she it was in the envelope. She'd already done it. It was in the envelope, and it was the guy was coming in the door to take the envelope, and they caught it just in time. And I think my point is is if I hadn't had that nudge to get out a line right there she would have been out for 1000 dollars Steve
2: you know I guess we've seen uh, or heard of enough of these types of things that's that's where my mind went right off the bat when he supposedly uh told his tale of woe about being in an accident pregnant woman and I'm at the hospital like oh wait a minute now mm-hmm. okay
1: but but the, the the scammers and and it, it was very elite uh, she had a phone number and was calling back the the attorney, and he sounded really good. And it's just remarkable. It was just a act of God, if if you will, that the timing worked just for her to just grab that envelope. They grabbed that envelope just as it was going out the door.
2: So the scammer actually showed up in person. No, no, no. It was on on. And so she had gone
1: over to this packaging store. Okay. But the four thousand dollars in the next day air. Um, envelope and that cost $131 to get it wherever it was supposed to go and the way people prey upon people's emotions and I guess we could probably take that to the, the election if you will producer Steve but, uh, but we won't do that um, so there's, we're going to talk about this in the uh, second hour and there was I think a little bit of a success in as much as uh, as of oh, okay. what was it Fetterman I'm just looking at the picture I can't believe well, it looks like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to win again so that's good Lauren Boebert it looks like she was defeated yes and um, we'll talk about that because what happened here in Colorado is lack of leadership and what happened here in Colorado is because we have a uniparty here and uh, and uh, and what they've done is they've milked the donors and they've milked all the the uh, the, the volunteers, and um, and this is the results that we have. And it is lack of leadership. If we had uh, if we had people and 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 we had Heidi on yesterday, and she worked very very hard, and for her to lose at, with the margins that she did is pretty unbelievable,
2: Steve. More than unbelievable, uh, but yet, you you, know, you watch watch where we're stepping this morning, not making any particular declara- declaration. But that was, uh, you know, th- those numbers were almost brutal, and totally unexpected.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah I uh, yeah, uh, it's pretty amazing. So we're going to go through these here in just but
2: a little bit. To your point, uh, <clears throat> I get to listen to uh, what we what we call them the the replays of certain shows. That are done throughout the day, and uh, then they replayed early in the morning, and one of our Monday shows was replaying yesterday morning, and they had a caller, and it's a caller that calls into our show uh, from time to time, and she was you know really pretty intense. The way she came on, and and the uh, the hosts of the show were in total agreement with the way she, what she was saying. But she also used that term you just used, "uniparty," mm-hmm. and I like, okay, we didn't coin that. I'm not sure where it came from, but the fact that you know our our callers and the callers to this particular show are using that term, it's, it's there's this awareness of what's going on in this state. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, by the Republican Party here in Colorado, they have chosen candidates that they will support. And uh, we had great candidates across the spectrum. And I talked to many of these state Senate and state House representatives that got no support from the state party. So no financial support, um, very limited information regarding uh, donors, no help setting up websites, nothing there. And then you saw all the air in the room went towards these um, top three races as well as some of the congressional races. And uh, one would think that you, if you really wanted to reclaim the state of Colorado, that every warrior that stepped forward to run for office, that you would at least give them a little something to go into battle. And that is not what hap- has happened here. And uh, so we'll go through these again in the second hour. We're going to talk with Dr. James Lyons-Weiler here in just a minute. But um, Michael Bennett was at uh, almost 55 percent. Joe O'Day at 43 percent. Although O'Day uh, basically uh, had many of the uh, positions of Democrats. So it's like, well, gosh, if, if it's uh, Democrat-lied or a Democrat, the people voted for the Democrat, which is unbelievable. And um, um, I guess that's not unbelievable. So let's uh, let's go to break, Steve. Before we do that, though, Hooters restaurants is great sponsors of both the shows, and uh, it's a really interesting story of freedom and free markets and capitalism. And you can find that at my website. And uh, the girls are going to come over tonight. I'm hoping somebody shows up, Steve. i <laughs> I said we'd talk about election results. I'm going to get some of the great Hooters wings. I hope that it's not just me eating them by myself.
2: <laughs> i don't know okay you, you finally made me, said something that makes me smile i'm just picturing what this event might look like tonight
1: <laughs> yeah i'm uh, it it's either going to be a lot of people or just me i don't know exactly what it's going to be but uh yep so let's go to break uh you can uh, find uh, all my sponsors at my website and these people are warriors these are people that i highly recommend and the support that all of you are giving to this show is so greatly appreciated and we're in this battle and um and we won't quit we just won't quit but it uh, it hurts it hurts today steve it hurts so let's go to break we'll be right back we're going to be talking with dr james Lyons weiler and uh <laughs> i hope that he answers the phone when you call him steve <laughs> so we'll be right back
3: If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516.
2: All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. The ability to protect and defend
4: yourself is your right. Having the knowledge and skills to protect yourself the correct and safe way is essential. At Franktown Firearms, they will equip you with both the tools and the skills. The team at Franktown wants you to learn how to build your confidence and improve your skills with the help of their trained experts. They will take the time to make sure you choose the right gun for you and teach you the necessary skills to carry it safely and securely. This holiday season, consider giving your loved one a firearm training course at Franktown Firearms. They offer one-on-one training or group classes, depending on your comfort level and skill. You will find they are fully stocked with guns and ammunition at or below MSRP. You can be assured that you are providing a gift that will truly keep on giving and let your loved ones exercise their freedoms and rights safely and confidently. Visit klzradio.com franktown today to give the gift of freedom. That's klzradio.com franktown Franktown Firearms, where friends are made.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at kim at kimmunson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force force versus freedom if something's a good idea you shouldn't have to force people to do it Uh, day after election and uh, on the line with me is Dr. James Lyons-Weiler he is the founder of the Institute for Pure and Applied Knowledge as well as uh, this new educational arm that he has of uh, um, IPAC-edu.org and uh, you can find him at uh, Popular Rationalism at Substack so Dr. Jack welcome to the show
5: Wow, what a what what a turn of events recently, huh?
1: Boy, what what do you think? I mean, I'm I'm concerned about America. Uh, what do you think, Doctor Jack?
5: Well, I I think that we need uh, election reform. Uh, you know, when you go to the grocery store, you, you 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 get a receipt, and if there's a discrepancy between what you think you did in the transaction with the teller or the person at the checkout. Uh, you can walk right back into the store and you can say, hey, this is not, this is not accurate. You can get a refund or swap out a product and it's a trivial, it's a trivial thing. It's a minor inconvenience. Uh, yet, you know, here in the United States of America, um, there's so many discrepancies, so many ways that, um, the sacred part of any democratic Governing process that is your right to vote uh, is under threat and has been under threat for for quite some time, and uh, we don't know, for instance, how many of the close calls um, are actually close calls due to disenfranchisement of the electorate uh, based on you know shenanigans, and you know I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not not an election denialist. Uh, I don't also necessarily um, know. That's, see, as a scientist, I can't say without independent data precisely uh, which election outcomes or even the Trump Biden uh, contest, you know, could be drawn into serious question, in part because of the the absence of data, but you know, I'm skeptical. It's not, I'm not a denialist. I'm skeptical of election results, given the mass scale of uh, the benefits to the perpetrators who would do these kinds of things on both sides, and um, and also the powerful technology that we have. That you know, uh, you can swing an election by changing. Um, how a person votes where it doesn't change on the screen and the person doesn't know it and it's done electronically. There was a controversy in many, many years ago in Ohio where a whistleblower came forward. He was a computer programmer. He was asked by someone to uh, the question, would it be possible to write a piece of source code and put it in the machines as they're programmed um, to the majority from one candidate to another and he said yes of course it's possible (laughs) and and as a a person who's done plenty of programming myself I know it's possible so we stand at a crossroads in the United States of America because with liberal uh, powers backed by pharma of course uh, also in control of mainstream media the their answer to pharma. Um, if there is a problem, it's not going to be called out as an affront to all Americans because one party benefits over the other. And so uh, that, that's the issue of the day. I think it's not going to go away. I think it should become a campaign platform for the next presidential election. Campaign reform, uh, election reform, should be the issue for the next
6: presidential election,
1: Doctor Jack. There are those on both sides of the aisle that doesn't that they do not want election reform. Uh, Colorado is front and center uh, regarding that. We have uh, in place now in Colorado a mail-in uh, voting system where we've got uh, mail-in ballots flying all over the state. We've not cleaned yeah. up our voters' rolls. And there's not been action by um, either the the um, the operatives in the Democrat Party or the Republican Party to change that and I'm I'm a, a, I'm a, I'm a little bit <laughs> at a loss of words first of all I had said to, to Steve I said I hope dr. Jack answers the phone <laughs> and then and then Steve and I on, on the way when I was doing the pre-call I said, I I really don't know what to say. I said, but we can't have two hours of silence. We're going to have to have a conversation about this. But I think where I'm, this is so serious, Dr. Jack. This is, our country is at stake right now. We've seen an invasion at the southern border with five, close to five million people since Joe Biden was elected into office that have come across the border. And we don't know where they are, or what they're doing. And uh, the misinformation that is out there, what, what you, so many people are doing such great things, but this election is putting in place people that do not have our best interests in mind is what, is what I'm seeing, Dr. Jack.
5: Well, yeah, that's that's true, too. We should be concerned over the specific results of any election. But I think that the winning tactic is the argument that because we are the United States of America, because we have a representative government, the issues don't matter. Who, who won the last fraudulent election actually doesn't matter. Do you want or do you not want accurate election results? Do you want or do you not want citizens to vote and leave the people who could come from overseas, go to any polling place, they happen to be in the United States of America, they don't have to prove their identity, they don't have to prove their residency to be able to swing the election. Well, if if that's the case, if that's who we are as the United States of America, then we are stupid. And I hate to say it that way because it sounds so condescending. It is not intellectually uh, acceptable to think that over the course of three months coming up to an important election, people from all over the world could make their way to the United States and swing a vote. It's not just the so-called immigration problem. That's not, that's not it at all. Election fraud is a fact, okay? And it's a fact that is well characterized by the Heritage Foundation. You go to heritage.org and you can look at your state and you can see over the years, the cases that were detected the cases that were addressed in court and the penalties visited upon people who, who, who did this fraud. So, you know, if, if we have the lack of will to be America, then all manner of random forces, right? Remember, face, Do you remember Facebook was put to the task of making sure and Twitter, make sure that no, the Russian trolls aren't swinging the election? Well, what about the non-resident, non-citizen people that happen to be in North America about the time of the election? And what about the people who are, have not earned the right under the U.S. Constitution to cast a vote who want to vote? I, you know, I'm not a bad person by saying I, I don't want those people to vote. I'm saying you don't belong in the electorate under the law. And if they want to change the law, that is, if the Democrats especially want to change the law, um, then we're in for a fight because there was a reason why our founding fathers realized that, you know, with a population of a certain size and local elections and govern, govern, governor elections and so on, if we're going to have an, an, a, a democratically based leader uh, selection process, it's not all just representatives, do, do people do have to lead in public office, right? then we absolutely have to make our, immunize ourselves against foreign influences. And then, you know, the, the fight between the parties is not the issue. The, the reason for accurate election results, the reason for citizenry-based elections, is because we have a vested interest in our own well-being. We have the red and the blue together in the United States. We we are not separate countries, as, uh, although many people might believe that they think that they want to live in a different country <laughs> than the people on the other side of the aisle. Um, but, but there is zero doubt in my mind that if the Democrats will lose if we succeed in making election reform the issue. And that's my message to the right, which is, don't don't worry about being called an election denialist. That's just words. Words are not a problem here. Go for the basic, the fundamentals of the foundation of the United States of America and defend that. Not only because it's a good tactic towards winning, but it's the right thing to do.
1: Well, you mentioned something about leadership in these conversations, and I think that's really important. And I want to talk a little bit when we come back, Dr. Jack, about your journey you're a scientist and then here you are over here in this pol- political realm as well and i've seen many scientists doctors medical professionals that and and i don't know before all this how, if you were involved in well I, yes, you were you were involved in politics i think but i want to talk a little bit about your journey because i think it's fascinating and uh, so we're going to go to break we'll be right back with dr james Lyons
8: Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R O O T S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns.
2: No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Go to Kim Munson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at Kim Munson.com. That's M O N S O N.com.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues. Through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom, if something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Before we get back to uh, Dr. Jack, uh, there's two events this uh, Sunday that I wanted to mention to you. First of all, from 1 to 6 out in Holyoke, uh, the Phillips County Election Integrity Project is having a symposium. And uh, there's uh, they've got amazing speakers. And you can find tickets at PCEIP. Facebook page, so Phillips County Election Integrity Project, their Facebook page, and then the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network. This Sunday, two thirty to four thirty, at Saint Thomas More Catholic Church, is having an event and some great speakers. Dr. Alveda King will be there. Kane, who is the founder of Task Force Freedom, who calls in regularly, will uh, be one of the speakers as well. And you can get more information at ColoradoParents.org. That's ColoradoParents.org. So, Doctor Jack, it's the day after election, and uh, looking into the, the future. First of all, um, <laughs> as Winston Churchill said, we we cannot give up. But tell us a, a, about your journey. You and I—I I, I feel like you're my friend. We've talked over the last few years, once a month. Um, what's what's your journey? Because didn't weren't you quote unquote a New York liberal, or do I re- recall that correctly?
5: Yeah, so uh, I I was born and raised in in New York, upstate New York, not New York City. So, you know, very, very small towns. You know, I worked on a farm when I was a teenager. Uh, So small town politics um, comes second nature to me. I understand how, you know, systems work that way. Um, But I grew up under the influence of Mario Cuomo. Now, those people in the audience uh, who remember who Mario Cuomo was and knew anything about him, he had his detractors as well. But I'll tell you right now, Mario Cuomo would not recognize the Democratic Party of today. Not for a minute. Mario Cuomo uh, believed in supporting the downtrodden, actually supporting them in a way that was helpful to them, that is, to get them on their feet. And his entire approach towards communicating these issues never disenfranchised anyone. He didn't have to say, oh, those you know, greedy Republicans on the right, they want all of their wealth and resources just to themselves. In fact, he would say, isn't that the point? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> if you're a minority, wouldn't you like to get a job and work towards a promotion and maybe work towards owning a company if that's your dream? wouldn't you like retirement he used logic and reason in a way that in his his own son was was not capable of doing and and, and i think that it, when the my own my own personal journey a little bit towards the right occurred on the vaccine issue only i haven't changed much at all i i, I do believe that we have the ability as a group as a society to help the people uh, who happen to fall on hard times? I mean, who doesn't support unemployment temporarily? It could happen to you, right? So because it could happen to you, then it's probably something most people support. It, it's, the issue is uh, creation of generations of people and families and lineages that are dependent on unemployment. Then they learn how to hack the system. Uh, there are families that will have mul- you know multiple babies intentionally for the breaks, and then they will have their mother or aunt take on the babies and spread the wealth of the the financial support around. And that's just human nature. I'm not judging them for that. But What I am concerned about is their their missed opportunity, and then more importantly, the embodiment of a culture that takes place where that's just their way of life. And I don't mean they as in separate from us, and I don't mean just African-Americans or blacks. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, this, this can happen to any people <laughs> anywhere. The, the dependency on government then also comes at a great cost. And when you, become, when you make yourself dependent on government, you also give them power and control.
9: Mm-hmm.
5: And more people who do that centralize more resources and more power and control over our lives, and pretty soon the government believes that they can run all of our lives. Even those of us who are capable of running our lives fairly independently of the government, and so I would say that my journey uh, into the arms, the open welcome arms of the of the left is of the right. Sorry, is something that is something of a mystery because I really haven't changed my political views on much. I was always uh, uh, against uh, abortion as an individual, so that makes me in an atypical. Uh, lefty, I suppose. But my reason for uh, promoting and supporting liberal uh, policies uh, on on the cultural aspect is that we are the great melting pot. I do believe that. That's how I was raised. And we do have to live with each other, so we might as well make the most of it and have a party as as opposed to have a a problem. Um, And then if you go, uh, because I, I read so widely and deeply, if you go into economics theory, there are times when businesses themselves might need uh, a leg up, not just individuals, but, you know, the, the, uh, the Kintian, uh, uh, theories not, not all the way to bailouts. I don't think bailouts are appropriate, but, uh, a sliding scale of, of help from, you know, from the governmental resources representing the true benefit of the people. For instance, uh, if there's an economic downturn and we all are using airlines to fly all over the place, we can't have the entire airline industry collapse over the basis of people not using it. But I also think it's ridiculous that airlines will then fly their planes empty from airport to airport just to stay on schedule uh, and qualify for uh, emergency funding to maintain that level of operation. So, there's a there's a way to approach this that's more granular than just left versus right and you know I choose my issues issue by issue when, when it comes to how I vote when it comes to who I support uh, I don't vote along party lines and so I'm very hard to classify so right now I'm I, I'm not registered as a Republican I'm registered as an independent
1: okay uh fas- fascinating because. Uh I'm labeled as conservative, but the conservative that I am, don't you remember when, you know, this kind of the demonization of words, Dr. Jack, and conservative, there was this aura that the a conservative wanted to tell you how to live your life and what you could do and couldn't do. And that's never been the kind of conservative that I, I was, because uh, I figure we all have our own stuff that we have to deal with. Um, but to conserve this idea that uh, the American idea that all men are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. But with COVID, which is really, I think what brought us together, the, the reaction to COVID is the veil came off or the mask came off, if you will, on the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat party, that they want to tell all of us totally what to do with our lives and what to put in our bodies. And, And so that was a, a, I mean, I could feel that under, kind of under the surface, but the veil is off now on this radical activism that wants total control over our lives, Dr. Jack.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's kind of ironic that the issue of abortion, you know, came out uh, so strong after the Supreme Court ruling and last night, watching some of the election returns and people, the pundits talking about and spinning, you know, the results, how how they were coming in and so on. I actually heard uh, someone from one of the mainstream news outlets, I won't say who they are, uh, but they're fairly liberal leaning, uh, say that, you know, this issue of abortion was so important because it's the issue of bodily autonomy and choice <laughs> is sacred. In the United States of America, and then of course I turned to to Gracie, who's with me watching it. I said, except for vaccines, right? Mm-hmm. Bodily, the government can literally violate the integrity of your body, pierce your skin, and put who knows what into it. If it's a vaccine, but when it comes to 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 the other issue, then choice and autonomy all of a sudden matter. And this is what I mean. You can't you can't cherry pick your results. Uh, you can't cherry pick your issues, if you're morally consistent. Okay, so what brought us together, Kim, was was a like-mindedness, yes, over the, the debacle. It was the symptomology that we both had done and the, the study of symptoms of what was really happening with CDC, FDA, NIH, uh, and, and Fauci, and so on. But I think we both believe that um, a powerful American and powerful human being really is someone that carries an internal moral compass. That, that sees right from wrong, and that 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 they hold themselves to the to the measure of consistency of the application of their understanding of the of society themselves, uh, other people, but more importantly themselves, with that internal moral compass, and and that's the kind of spirit that our founding fathers actually imbued and codified in this miracle of a. Uh, uh, of, of documents, uh, the, the Declaration of Independence, of course, then and then our, our Constitution. And so, you know, for, first and foremost, the, the, the people in America that we should be most concerned about are American citizens. And then secondarily, for very selfish reasons, anybody who's here that's going to be here for an extended period of time, legally or illegally, we should also want them to do well. And this is going to sound funny given what I said earlier to people who haven't thought this through, but we want them to do well because they're going to raise their families here and their daughters and sons are going to be American citizens, and we want their American citizens' daughters and sons to grow up to be really, really good heart surgeons if we need them, really, really good brain surgeons if we, you know, whatever. We want them to be excellent at at whatever they do because then it blows back on us if they're not, right? Right. And so the, the the degradation of American society is not a moral thing. It's a tactical thing. We don't want outside influences. It, you know, it's, it's China's dream come true that we would decay from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And so, to some extent mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that's that's happening in many places. Of course, uh, California being the best, worst example of that. And so our genuine concern, and this is, this, I, I came to a kind of an epiphany. I, I, I study things and I meditate on them. I came to a kind of an epiphany last night. How do you know when something is true online? Well, study the, the writing and study the writer and see if they're being genuine and authentic. If they're being genuine and authentic, and that comes through in the nature of the writing. Uh, sure, there's a lot of things about COVID and so on you have to be technically skilled at but if they have a particular agenda that also comes through and, and their own authenticity or lack thereof comes through with respect to things like whether or not they're willing to retract an article or correct an article and let the readers know. Well, throughout COVID, I was fact checked six or seven times over the things that I was saying based on the science that I knew. And time and time again, I showed the fact checkers, including USA Today, that they were wrong, and yet they still haven't
9: corrected mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
5: and adjusted. And they certainly won't acknowledge mm-hmm. that they're grateful the, to Dr. James Lyons-Weiler of IPAC EDU or IPAC uh, specifically for that correction. That means they're not genuine. There's a disingenuousness within their approach to communicating facts, figures, stories, narratives to the public, and therefore that falls under the camp of propaganda.
1: Boy, Dr. Jack, this is fascinating. Um, so I, I tell you what, before we go to our next thought, let's go to break. I'm talking with Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, and he is a scientist. He is the founder of the Institute for Pure and Applied Knowledge. Uh, and then IPAC-EDU.org. Uh, it's a, a great new educational opportunity, and I'm taking a course there on how not to be fooled with Dr. Mark McDonald. It's absolutely fascinating. Um but you said something about uh, intellectual uh, – uh, they're not intellectually – I didn't finish that word. But what I've learned, Dr. Jack, and I'm just going to leave this hanging out there, is my journey was having conversations with people that ultimately I felt – finally figured out that there was no intellectual curiosity whatsoever there. And that's where there's a big problem. So let's go to break. We'll be back uh, with Dr. James Linesweiler. Before we do that, though, a uh, charity that I care deeply about is the uh, USMC Memorial Foundation. They're raising money for the Marine Memorial out at 6th and Colfax, and in fact, our America's Veterans Story show with, um, on Sunday at 3 o'clock uh, with Al Jennings, a World War II veteran, Battle of Iwo Jima. Uh, I met him through uh, all my friends there at the USMC Memorial Foundation, but you can help them uh, by uh, sending them an, a contribution, and uh, Veterans Day is this Friday, so do something to help them. I'd greatly appreciate it, and that website is USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We'll be right back with Dr. James Linesweiler.
10: Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at 3PointsFinancial.com. That's 3PointsFinancial.com. You'd
2: like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com.
1: And welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at com as well. And I love this hanging out there, Dr. Jack, and that is intellectual curiosity. And uh, that is lacking uh, here in America by many people. Uh, they're, they're more more interested in looking at these other groups and demonizing these other groups instead of having these intellectual conversations and uh, so address this intellectual curiosity that i've thrown on the table right well um you know i'm unbiased obviously my
5: my intellectual curiosity drove me to uh to a career of science right but there is um, a tactic even among scientists and doctors to show a remarkable lack of curiosity over things like diseases of unknown origin or these new sudden deaths in adults of unknown causes. And the first time I saw it, of course, was when I realized after studying so much of the literature on autism that we've gone, at the time it was, it was 20 years, now it's 25 years, or 30 years, Where the the NIH, the CDC, the U.S. government has said vaccines don't cause autism, but we really don't know what does. And they've shown an utter remarkable lack of curiosity about what does. Otherwise, they would have funded studies to try to test causality. Um, This is another measure by which you can determine whether a person is genuine, authentic or busy. We have to be uh, forgiving of the fact that a person may have made up their mind that they don't have time for this particular discussion right now. And, and, it, and if that's the case, then you have to wonder, why do they not have time? Do they not have time because it's a tactic and they don't want to be bothered with it? Or are, are they genuinely just overwhelmed? As you might imagine, I've been drinking from about 16 fire hoses for some time in terms <laughs> of information processing. But um, intellectual curiosity is healthy. And, uh, you know, this, this, this realization that it's really important to be wrong. It, it, you know, the, the, Jordan Peterson has made a name for himself over the message that it, you it's okay to, to be controversial. It, it's okay to be rude. It's okay to say something that's going to offend someone. In fact, you you, you should do that because if you're not, you're not really communicating this kind of messaging. And, and I'm somewhat close to that. I've written an article on that myself, but really I don't know of any time where humanity has learned anything of any importance without first being wrong. That's the nature of learning.
9: Mm-hmm.
5: And, and yet somehow it started in academia and it started around vaccines, but somehow now if you make a mistake and you're wrong, that's the same thing as you know doggedly dog will be holding on to your position even in the in the light of evidence that that, that you're wrong and, and and being wrong is an important part of learning and so there's a kind of institutionalized lack of curiosity towards learning the truth and you know when we make predictions for instance we might make the correct prediction or we might make the wrong prediction if we make the wrong prediction studying the errors that we make is a great way to make a better Prediction model, and yeah. yet there's too too little of that. In medicine. there's too little of that in public health and so on. So, you know, I, I, I take a, a almost a, an amoral approach to this, where you know we have an imperative sp- specifically to be wrong so that we can learn that we were wrong. And I don't I don't apologize for my errors. I apologize for wasting people's time if I make mistakes,
11: mm-hmm.
5: but you know, uh, or if it or if it led to harm to someone, of course, but in, in the context of being wrong, I think it's important to allow each other some forgiveness in that area and understand that we're all on a journey of learning. And, and the people that are stuck in their ways because they've selected to be that way, they're really not engaging in public discourse. They're shutting it down.
1: Yeah. And um, and, and and as you say, public discourse. Um, I was on city council, I think you knew this, from 2012 to 2016. And it was a really interesting experience because I started to see, you know, how the sausage was made. And I thought when I got onto city council that we would be debating these issues with, you know, in the meetings with our constituents. We would take a look at both sides of the issue. We would kick the tires on it. And we would make the best decision for the people of our community within the context of the American idea. I was sorely uh, wrong on that. Uh, And, uh, in fact, uh, what I saw there is the movement towards a rubber stamp that, hey, there's going to be a rubber stamp that we're all going to agree. We're not going to actually – there's not going to be any – um, discourse uh, out there in in the public sphere. And uh, I went down to the um, Denver Regional Council of Governments meeting, Dr. Cog, and they have bureaucrats and they have uh, uh, people, uh, politicians that are on that board. And the first thing that they put on the screen was basically that we will come to consensus here and nobody will talk about, and I'm paraphrasing, and nobody in this room will talk about that outside of this room. We will come to consensus and that is that is the the game face that we put on with everyone, and yeah. inherently I thought this is dangerous, Doctor Jack. And then I was uh, talking with someone regarding a uh, a trade organization, and they came out on, in favor of a, a ballot issue um, that um, they hadn't really kicked the tires on it. And but that but again, it was we're going to come to consensus, and we're not supposed to talk about that outside of here. And that has been. I think, a movement towards fascism, uh, if we, we can't have that public discourse, Dr. Jack.
5: Yeah, so the first part that you brought up, right, in, in most municipalities, counties, state, um, in, in most governmental officials, uh, the public meetings in which issues that impact the public are discussed, that exclude the public, are illegal. So not only is it, you know, uh, dangerous, but calling out people who are supposed to be representing us for not following the rules is very important. For instance, the Allegheny County Board of Health decided that they were going to mandate an HPV vaccine for all girls entering the seventh grade. This was 2017, I think. And we were in the middle of a meeting. I happened to be present because we knew that the topic was going to be discussed but it wasn't on the agenda and the rules are in pennsylvania for all public meetings if there's a vote to be held it has to be on the agenda and they have to sign people up for for commentary and the allegheny county board of health decided to take it upon themselves and confer themselves the power to go ahead and 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 ignore the law Make the, make the proposal, second the proposal, the motion, and then uh, just before I called for a vote, I stood up and I said, I have a point-of-order clarification question, just a simple question. Are, are, and they took my question the first time. Aren't you supposed to hold a, a public comment? Period. You're putting this to a vote. You just called for a vote. or you, I said, you're about to call for a vote. And they said, yes, that's correct. And so then they had to wait for a year. Somewhere in the in that year, they turfed it to a committee. And they had a committee meeting about it, and they came up with another plan to bring it back. This time as a recommendation, and they tried to do the same thing intentionally. Now they they put it out on the radio through a local personality named Marty Griffin that those anti-vaxxers should come down because we have something special cooked up for them. They were baiting me, and uh, they they called for a, 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 a vote, uh, you know, a motion, and then a second the motion, and then it went to uh, a vote. And I stood up again, and immediately the chair and the co-chair started yelling at me, saying I was being disruptive, that I needed to sit down, this is not a public comment period, that I'm disrupting the proceedings. But what they didn't know is that I knew the law better than they did. And anyone in any public meeting under most state constitutions has the right to stop any public meeting if they don't understand what's going on. They have the right to ask for clarification on procedure, And there, the the chair and the committee has a duty to stop the meeting until that person understands what's going on. And so uh, there was a a guard, a female guard, that started approaching me. And she was going to, I don't know, remove me from the room or something. But what the committee didn't know is I had spent half an hour flirting with her (laughs) before. person to person and she looked at me like are you going to make me do this and I shook my head and I said no don't worry about it so before she got to me I sat down and, and shut up well I turned around and I sued the Allegheny County Board of Health and it cost me $15,000 which the public provided I, I called for uh, donations for that and I did, when I sued them I didn't ask for any restitution for my rights uh, for any financial damages I could have their primary concern was that their insurance was going to go up and so they settled, but really they were concerned that in the litigation, I might have the power of discovery. Okay. And, uh, the, 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 the um, the case, the, 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 vote was ruled null and void ab initio by the judge. So we both agreed. Okay. So this is done. It was decreed null and void ab initio and there still is no HPV mandate or HPV recommendation. In fact, if they let the director go, And they replaced the director with a lawyer. So the message is we can do better as citizens. We have a lot of power as citizens. We simply have to know the rules better than people who are in leadership, people who are representative, to hold them accountable. How can you possibly hold them accountable if you don't know how they're supposed to act? And so this, again, is independent of any issue. They could have been contracting wow. someone to mow the lawns for the city, of, for the county of Pittsburgh. It doesn't matter what they're talking about. They have to follow the rules.
1: Uh, Dr. Jack, this has gone quickly. <clears throat> there are so many more things that we uh, need to talk about, but we'll have you on again next month. And I've, I've got a proposal for maybe doing something for Thanksgiving week. So, Dr. James Linesweiler, thank you so much. Thank you, Tim. And Mark Twain said, those who do not read have no advantage over those who cannot read. So my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and well, well, honestly and authentically strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth, justice and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America.
0: Or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show, hour number two. Thank you so, uh, so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that I work with, producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting uh, happy day after election day producer steve
2: let's see you're partially collect uh, correct it is the day after <laughs>
1: hmm. uh let me just uh, i, I want to share this with you and then we'll get to some of the other things that we do normally but uh, this is from uh, one of our listeners and he said this he said i hear the disappointment in yours and steve's voices this morning he says be of good cheer god is with us and is watching Though we don't see his hand in yesterday's elections, he is working and guiding us to do his work. Consider politics is downstream of culture. I would argue strongly that culture is downstream of education, and education is the foundation of all politics. And I'm going to interject right there. That doesn't mean government-run schools. That means that we educate ourselves on a consistent basis. Yes, is what what we really are talking about.
2: Excellent point.
1: says tell me you don't see god's hand in education we just need to be patient and wait for things to happen in god's time and i am so excited and grateful for all he gives us and for his guidance we can't lose so long as we are all on his path as you and steve are god has his hand on your shoulders wow steve thank you thank you
2: yeah those are much appreciated words
1: much appreciated, and uh, but we have to be engaged, and that's one of the things. This is, uh, and and I, I thank thank our listener for those words. We have to be engaged, and so this doesn't mean that we just leave it up to God. We work, we pray, and then we leave it up to God. We have to have that working component of it. And that's what we do every day. So be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And beginning tomorrow, I'm going to start to dissect what's happened in Colorado. And you can go along with me on this journey because it's going to be super interesting, Steve.
2: Well, I sent you a link to that governor's race results, you know, the map of the state. Okay. You can start there because there's some things that I need to have explained to me.
1: Okay. But
2: I'm making a small list here, and you didn't ask for this, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Okay. Statewide, nationally, I was thinking, what in the world happened? Was it this incessant rhetoric about the end of democracy if conservatives, you know, won, if this uh, red wave did come? Was it weak candidates? I think dr jack in the last hour nailed it uh this intellectual curiosity to educate yourself to understand what is the linkage between these people these talking heads on what who i see on tv and my life that's i wonder if that's the part that's missing well
1: um we had another listener And she said this. She said, the doctor nailed it. She said, I voted and fed my paper into the machine, but I don't know how the machine counted my vote. And there's no intellectual curiosity here in Colorado to figure that out. And that's uh, that's a spot right there that we have to have some intellectual curiosity. And that has been from both sides of the aisle. The Uniparty has not wanted to look at that as well. But she said also this. She said, clearly something is wrong with vote counting. CNN's exit polls showed more than 7 in 10 voters nationwide believed the country was on the wrong track in the hands of Biden, uh, Democrats, and that inflation was their number one concern. Gallup showed the dis- uh, dissatisfaction level at an even higher, 81%. So, I think what we're seeing here is the results don't match up with what we were hearing from the American people,
2: Steve. Well, Dr. Jack's suggestion about going to uh, was it heritagefoundation.org? Uh, they have a map uh, voter, uh, I'm sorry, election integrity. Now, not, not, this is, map was, has been sitting out there for a while. It's not uh, tied to yesterday. But Colorado is 37th in ranking in voter integrity. I sent you the link. Yeah, you I take got it. I got it right here. And see what you think.
1: Yeah, I'm taking a look at it. Very, very interesting. So uh, let's see. Let's go to our quote for today. Mark Twain, he said this. He said, if ignorance is bliss, why isn't the world happier? <laughs> uh, true that, huh?
2: I don't know. The, <laughs> if that's true, then there's some dancing in the streets today. Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, yeah.
1: So, let's see. We're going to go through some of the election results here in uh, just a few moments. And then, of course, I do want to hear from you. 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. And, uh, gosh, you know what? I thought I was going to hear from Lauren Levy today. And uh, I think he – oh, he's here. There he is. Lauren Levy, um, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group. Uh, day after election. Uh, what's your thoughts, Lauren Levy. I was like, "I'm here." <laughs> I hadn't seen it on the the screen, so I apologize. So, uh, that's okay. um, are you surprised with the election results here in Colorado?
9: Yeah,
6: um, I'm surprised just in general. With you know, uh, I think a lot of people thought the Senate would go more tilted. You know, mm-hmm. in the House, you know, both of them. So that's more of the surprise for me. Um, we'll be interesting to see what the market has today because. I think a lot of that, you know, like we always say, the market likes predictability and things get cooked in or baked in, and I think um, we'll see. I mean, if they have control of the house, whether it's, you know, uh, a lot or a little, at least it's flipped, and then we'll have to see what that means as far as markets go for mortgage rates and mm-hmm. stock market. So, um, so far, the market's not doing much, so we'll just have to wait and see for a little bit as these final results come in and, and see where things end up.
1: Right. <clears throat> so it, it is it's kind of a wait and see all across the board I had Karen on uh, yesterday Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance and people are still buying houses and selling houses uh, mortgage rates obviously they've gone up so quickly which I think is irresponsible the way they raise them so quickly but um, I, I guess I kind of feel it's just kind of a wait and see today on what happens yes Lauren, or what do you think
6: yeah, I mean, I don't know that much is going to happen because the election, honestly, you know, if it had gone as a red wave, it would have been, uh, you know, just, I think a great day for the stock market. Doesn't necessarily mean it would have been an amazing day for the bond market. We're not sure. Um, you know, rates, because the Fed is still raising and it's still in raising mode, not sure how much the rates would have been helped anyhow. Um, but she, Karen's right. People are still buying and selling. We live in a great place, we live in a state where people are still moving here, um, leaving other places, whether it be for taxation purposes or whatever reason they're leaving, and people are coming here. So we still have people buying homes. Um, you know, you just have to be prepared for what the new payment might be when you go to do so and, and what opportunities are out there as far as different loan types. Um, but people are still moving. So it's still uh, it's, it's still a good time to be here.
1: So, and you had said several weeks ago, you said you marry the house and date the mortgage. And uh, th- that makes a lot of sense and and renting, I mean, you're not creating any kind of equity if you're renting. and some people want to rent, and that's fine. They don't want the you know the all, all the stuff that goes with home ownership. but a lot of people do want to own their own home. And there are houses out there on the market for quite some time. there was just no inventory. So the fact that there are houses on the market is a is is a positive. There's choices out there, Lauren, and it just, you know, working with you, Karen, to get to the right deal, it can happen. It just it it's uh, um, it just you have to be more creative and and innovative on all this now.
6: That's right, and 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 with the negative being interest rates and what that might do to your payment, comes some positives. You know, you don't necessarily have to be one of 25 people offering on a house right now, and. Getting a hundred thousand dollars more than you thought you were going to in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are more homes out there for people to see now, which is adding for uh, opening up for choice and being able to select a home, not just having to settle for the one that happens to be available. So there's good and bad. You know, the you're going to pay a little bit less, but your rates going to be a little bit higher, and it may just work out, you know, to be the same. And then, you know, six months, a year, two years from now, if things calm down with the rates. Just come back and do a refinance on it. And like you said. You still get your same home, but at a lower payment.
1: Okay, Lauren. What other question then? Years ago, people could assume a mortgage, mm-hmm. or they, uh, uh, you know, or that lower interest rate. They could assume that. Is that something that still occurs now?
6: It does, but it's very rare. It typically is for, um, you know, you and I talk about a lot about the VA home loans and mm-hmm. how great I think they are for veterans and uh, current active duty. Well, a VA loan is one of the types that's assumable. So there are people who have those loans that are looking to move, and they can offer those homes with their loan assumable to another equally qualified military person, okay. um, as well as some FHA loans. But the normal conventional loan that we're used to that most people have are not assumable.
1: Okay, okay. Well, Lauren Levy, there's always opportunity, and um, how can people reach you? Because being prepared is also so important, and I I always want to mention this whole Reverse mortgage thing as well as I think people look at their kids are trying to your kids are trying to get a toe hold on on life here and a rever- reverse mortgage might be a way for parents to be able to help kids or seniors that uh, are, are seeing this whole inflation squeeze. Uh, I think reverse mortgages are worth a conversation for people.
6: Hundred uh, percent, and uh, they're they're good to help try to pass money on to your children, like you said. But even better, they're if you have a mortgage or you just have a shortage on a monthly basis or would just like to have some extra spending money, a reverse mortgage allows you to tap tax-free money from your home without having to move, which is huge for a lot of people because if you want to move in Colorado, and you, well, if you don't want to leave the state, if you want to stay in Colorado, it's very hard to downsize. So most people love their home. They love their neighborhood. And a reverse mortgage allows you to stay while accessing those funds without having to sell. So it's a, it really can be a good thing.
1: And you don't have to pay taxes on the, that either.
6: That's right. The money that comes out of a reverse is tax-free. It's like having a Roth IRA.
1: Okay. And I'm just thinking about this. I mean, that might be, again, an estate planning tool. Yes? Absolutely. I I hadn't even thought about that.
6: Absolutely. That's where um, I do work with several financial advisors, and that's part of their tools is to build that into the plan to see if it makes sense for someone, and then, you know, they'll have them call me.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'll have to ask uh, Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz about that over at Three Points Financial as well. Lauren Levy, uh, first of all, thank you for your sponsorship. I so highly recommend you, and you've been a sponsor of both the shows for for a long time, and I greatly appreciate it. How can people reach you?
6: The best way, as always, is just give us a call, 303
1: And that's Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group, 303-880-8881. And you and Karen are scheduled to be in studio next week, so I can't wait.
6: Perfect. Okay, Okay, we'll see you then.
1: Sounds great. Have a great day. We're going to go to break, and then I'm going to go through uh, some of these election results. So stay tuned.
10: Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's 3
2: all of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of The Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com.
4: The ability to protect and defend yourself is your right. Having the knowledge and skills to protect yourself the correct and safe way is essential. At Franktown Firearms, they will equip you with both the tools and the skills. The team at Franktown wants you to learn how to build your confidence and improve your skills with the help of their trained experts. They will take the time to make sure you choose the right gun for you and teach you the necessary skills to carry it safely and securely. This holiday season, consider giving your loved one a firearm training course at Franktown Firearms. They offer one-on-one training or group classes, depending on your comfort level and skill. You will find they are fully stocked with guns and ammunition at or below MSRP. You can be assured that you are providing a gift that will truly keep on giving and let your loved ones exercise their freedoms and rights safely and confidently. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown today to give the gift of freedom. That's klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at kim at kimmunson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, uh, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it and so we're going to go through some of these election results here in colorado and um i'm over on the colorado secretary of state's uh website and so we'll just go through here it now says all 64 counties have um uh, been reported and uh, so joe o'day i I guess the first thing i would say is um generally it looks like a shellacking that's uh, probably what i would say uh, regarding Colorado, and uh, the um, we'll start to unpack these issues starting tomorrow. We're going to start to follow the money because that's going to tell a lot. Joe O'Day uh, received forty two point five five percent. Michael Bennett fifty four point eight seven. So Michael Bennett is declared the winter f- winner for uh, United States Senator in Congress. Diana DeGette. Uh, got almost eighty percent of the vote. And that is for uh, Congressional district one. Congressional district two, Marshall Dawson, uh, friend of mine, uh, received twenty eight point four six percent. Joe Nagoose, sixty nine point seven uh, five. And then um, Congressional district three. this is uh, this is a squeaker. And Adam Frisch received 50.59% and Lauren Boebert, 49.41%. Just a quick note, the establishment Republicans uh, went after her. Uh, They primaried her, and then her uh, primary opponent, who she defeated, then came out and endorsed the Democrat. And uh, so we will talk more about that uh, regarding that. Lauren Boebert, um, a breath of fresh air there. Ken Buck in the Congressional District 4 received just a little over 60%. His Democrat challenger, 37% there. Uh, Doug Lamborn was reelected with just about 56%, uh, defeating the Democrat there. Steve Monahan, uh, another great candidate on the Republican side, uh, received about 37.5%. Jason Crow, just a little over 60%. Uh, and again, another great candidate there, and Steve uh, Monahan, another great candidate in District Seven, and that is uh, Eric Odlin. Uh He received forty, a little over forty percent, and Brittany Pedersen, fifty-eight uh, percent, and um, that's that's disappointing. And, and Barbara Kirkmeyer uh, up in the new congressional district eight. Uh, It looks like she was defeated uh, by Yadira Caraveo, 49.05% to 47.09%. And just a quick note, on some of these uh, races like Eric Odlin and Steve Monaghan, Marshall Dawson, um, they could have used, I'll just put it this way, they could have used more support from the state GOP uh, there. And so I'll just leave that out there. Uh, So then um, governorship, Heidi Ganahl, she really worked hard. And uh, Jared Polis received uh, 57.5%, and Heidi and Danny Moore just a little over 40%. And um, let's see, Danielle Neuschwanger, people were watching that. She received just under 1%, percent, point eight two percent Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold, is um, still the, the, never mind, 54.12% to Pam Anderson at 43.37%. And uh, then it's kind of along that line. Uh, Lang is Republican for tr- state treasurer, received 44.13%. And Dave Young, the Democrat, 52%. And uh, John Kellner, this is for Attorney General. Phil Weiser, the uh, incumbent Democrat, received just under 54%. John Kellner, 44%. And once again, want to make the note that uh, former... Uh, Secretary of State and gubernatorial candidate Cynthia Kaufman for uh, Republican endorsed the Democrat for that race so we wonder why we're in the position we are that's one of the reasons Dan Malloy on uh, State Board of Education member at large received just under 45% Kathy Plomer 52% and these are really important races <clears throat> great uh, let's see let's see uh, hold on here let me get up to uh, next one uh, Congressional District 5, Steve Durham, Republican, uh, received 58%, so he will hold that seat. State Board of Education, Molly Lamar, great candidate, Republican, received just um, 41.5%. And Rebecca McClellan, Democrat, um, 58%. And I think I, I, I need to check this, but I think that McClellan is a real proponent of the um, – LGBTQ agenda and so she's going to be on the state board of education um, again peggy probes great candidate uh, republican she came in about uh, just under 48 percent and Rhonda solis at 50 percent so the democrat took that seat as well and then a uh, regent of Univ- uh, university of colorado uh, democrat wanda james uh, defeated amy nace uh, in that particular race, Frank McNulty, uh, re- and uh, Amy was the Republican, Frank McNulty, Republican, uh, did uh, win that seat for Region of University of Colorado, Congressional District 4, uh, defeating uh, Jack Barrington, 62% to 37%. <clears throat> and then uh, Congressional District 8, the Republican, it looks like, won there, Mark Vandriel, 51% defeating Yolanda Ortega. So let's see, what does that look like? So we've got one, two, three, and I think we needed to have one more on that. Um, we'll have to find out on that. So those are super important races there. And then uh, going into the uh, uh, district uh, district attorneys, um, let's see here, and just continue on, Regent the University of Colorado oh here we go Ken Montera uh, Republican um, won that seat so um, you know so that's very encouraging as well. And then uh, going through some of the other RTD district, uh, interestingly enough, there were some uncontested races in that arena, which is unbelievable, Steve, because they have big budgets. Uh, They use these big budgets to run empty trains and empty buses. and, uh, And here we have some uncontested races. And that is irresponsible by the state GOP to let that happen, Steve
2: you could, uh, it's like we're playing volleyball, you keep serving up these things that I should be able to spike, and I can't, (laughs) I can't come back with anything that, that would explain that, and, you know, again, this intellectual curiosity thing just keeps banging around in my head, but, uh, yeah, let's look at the state GOP and saying, why aren't you a bigger factor in all of this?
1: Right. And uh, having, having races where we don't even uh, field candidates is just unbelievable. So let's go through a few of these um, <clears throat> issues on Amendment D, which was, uh, and we recommended a yes vote on that. And that is regarding, it as uh, we, we looked at it as a housekeeping to just uh, judges that are in the 18th Judicial District uh, that are now part of the new 23rd to go ahead and, and move them over there. And that was a constitutional amendment. That did pass 67.5 percent. Next issue uh, on um, Amendment E, which this is uh, let's oh, this is the Gold Star um, extending that the Gold Star exemption on the homestead exemption to Gold Star um, families, and that did pass 88 percent. We were a no on that because the premise of the underlying uh, law regarding. The homestead exemption to seniors, Uh, if you've been in your home a certain amount of time, you get to take a break on a certain value of your property taxes. Underlying what that means is property taxes are too high for everybody. So I was a no on it because the underlying principle does not treat everybody impartially under the law. But we can also see uh, people care deeply about our Gold Star families. And so uh, that did pass, and, um, and I can understand why. Uh, the uh, amendment F, and that was the charitable gaming uh, activities. Uh, we were a no on that, and that was defeated, uh, uh, just under sixty-one percent. So that's pretty interesting, Steve.
2: Yeah, no, explain the, the the premise of that one again. It was- uh,
1: what it was was that uh, that there was an amendment to the Constitution that uh, limited or, or reduced the uh, amount of time that uh, an organization had to be in existence before they um started to do charitable gaming operations and it also said that the, the managers of that ch- those charitable gaming operations could be paid but up to minimum wage and i thought <clears throat> i thought this was just goofy to be uh, putting that as an amendment in the constitution so that's why we recommended a no
2: okay that's why i asked for a clarification because <coughs> why does something like that need to be in this state constitution right correct yeah. correct no
1: correct And uh, so that was defeated. Then Proposition FF, uh, and that was, um, let's see, oh, Oh, that's the healthy meals for uh, all kids. And that passed 55% to 44%. I really think if people would have uh, understood that what it really is doing is maybe there's going to be some money that's going to get to kids' meals, but it puts in place um, four new bu- bureaucracies and increases taxes $100 million in the upcoming year and probably more in the future. And that passed, if you can believe it.
2: That's a play on emotions, right?
1: It was. It truly, truly was. And uh, let's see. Let's go to break. When we come back, we'll continue uh, with our election results. I want to hear from you the last segment of the show, 303 5600. So that's about at um, uh, 747. Be sure and call in 303-477-5600. We're going to go to break. Before we do that, though... Veterans Day is this Friday. great way to honor veterans would be to make a contribution to the USMC Memorial Foundation. They're raising money to remodel the Marine Memorial out here at 6th and Colfax. And that would be a great place to to, uh, just say thank you to our veterans. Paula Sarles and her team, they're doing an amazing job on that. And so uh, go to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We'll be right back. We'll continue on with our election results.
8: Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and, of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same-day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns.
2: M-O-N-S-O-N dot
0: com.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, continuing on regarding uh, election results. Proposition GG, uh, which is a change to the, the Colorado revised statutes that would reco- require in the bill title and so when you're, you're getting your, your um, ballot, if there's increases or decreases in state income tax rates, there would be a table that shows how that affects different groups in income uh, categories. Terrible idea, but it passed just about 71%. <laughs> oh my gosh! It tilts it tilts the um, tilts the ballot questions in favor of those that want to increase your taxes. Ultimately, but good news: Proposition One Twenty-One, reducing the state income tax, uh, did pass at sixty-five and a half percent. So that is good. Uh, next one, let's see. Proposition 122, uh, the magic mushrooms. It looks like that's going to pass about 51% to just under 49%. Welcome to Colorado, huh? But I was against that because it was poorly written and, uh, again, uh, creates these new bureaucracies. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm a freedom girl. I truly am a freedom girl. But freedom also means or liberty also means responsibility personal responsibility and we've had people that have come here because of the marijuana and where we are on marijuana and now magic mushrooms and we see many of them you know on the streets now and so that's doesn't work very well steve but uh, i am a freedom girl people responsible for their own actions i i do i do support that significantly but uh, you can't have you can't have liberty and an entitlement society at the same time, Steve.
2: Well, you know, uh, based on the story you covered yesterday, I, uh, so we've got uh, marijuana. We've got um, magic mushrooms. What's coming next is the toad licking.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, the Proposition 123, this terrible, terrible Proposition, which ultimately will be an assault on private property rights and home ownership, it looks like it's going to pass as a squeaker, fifty point six six percent to and to forty nine point three four percent, so a real squeaker on that. And um, we're going to unpack that a little bit as well because uh, I'll just keep that as a uh, as a cliffhanger there, Steve. As we start to look at the money, that's that one's going to get super interesting, and then. I'm I'm totally surprised. The alcohol, uh, all of the alcohol questions. That was Proposition 124, which was the expansion of licenses uh, that an entity could uh, held. The next one, Proposition 125, which was uh, be, uh, expanding selling alcohol in like drugstores, convenience stores, and um, and then the last one, the delivery one. And big money came in on these. So I really thought with the big money coming in that those were going to pass. And they didn't. Proposition 124, the expansion of the number of licenses, lost. Uh, and and the no votes on that was 62%. I'm I'm pretty surprised on that, Steve. And then the next one was a little bit closer. Actually, it was very close. And that was the expansion into... Um, um, uh, uh, convenience stores and drug stores and all that. And that's a real squeaker there. fifty The nose against it was 50.17% to 49.83%. And, it's, and when I look at the Secretary of State's uh, results, they said 64 counties are reported now. So I don't know if these are final. They're not saying they're final yet. So these really close ones, they possibly could change. And then the last one uh, regarding third party delivery of alcohol, uh, the no's for that were just under 53%. I'm I'm pretty surprised about that, Steve, with all the money that came in on that.
2: Well, n- let's not say that uh, everything was a slam dunk yesterday. There are some head scratchers, and, you know, I- I'm glad 126 went down. But like you said, if not all results are final yet.
1: Yeah. Yep. And then uh, I don't think I'll go through all of the uh, – we can just take a quick look – on state Senate, uh, I'm going to, Oops, hold on here. I think Mark Baisley, uh, he won handily, which is great, in District 4. Janice Rich, Republican, she won in District 7. Um, let's see, District 8, the Democrat, Dylan Roberts was uh, the winner. Um, Paul Undine in District 9, state Senate, uh, almost 62%. Uh, Dennis, uh, I think it's Heisey, District 11. It looks like um, he was defeated there, um, which is a little surprising. Rob Woodward, it looks like he was defeated up in District 15, which, well, that's uh, that's somewhat surprising as well. Uh, Tim Walsh, uh, he was a very good candidate. Looks like uh, Republican. He was defeated by Democrat Lisa Cutter. She got almost 55% of the vote. Uh, Let's see. District 22, Jesse Danielson defeated Colby Dreschel, and uh, Danielson is the Democrat. And District 24, um, Kyle Mullica, 55%, almost 55% to Courtney Potter at just under 43%. Faith Winner was reelected at 62%, and um, Tom Sullivan over in District uh, 27 defeated Tom Kim. Tom Kim was the Republican, uh, 55, almost 56 percent to 44. Uh, Kevin Van Winkle in District, uh, State Senate District 30 was victorious, it looks like, at 54 percent. And uh, Robert Rodriguez in District 32, De- Democrat, won that very handily. Uh, State Senate District 34, Julie Gonzalez, was uh, Democrat uncontested. Uh, Rod Pelton out in District Thirty Five uh, defeated uh, Travis Nelson, and uh, Rod is the Republican there very handily. And um, let's see where are we are on time. Uh, let's see. I think well we've had some just excellent candidates, uh, but I think what I'd like to do is I want to talk a little bit about this Douglas County race regarding the school board or the school district because uh, it looks like it's going to take me a minute to get there. Last I checked, uh, it was very, very close on that mill levy override. And uh, at the time I last checked, 63 of the 64 counties is where we had um, been reported. And it's down here at the very bottom, so it's taken just a little bit to load this. But interestingly, I'm not going to say anything until I get down here to see this. And again, it was a real squeaker, so I'm not sure that I would say that that is a... um, Final result on that, Steve. Well, while,
2: while you're waiting on that, do you have? Did you get any information on this uh, Fort Collins ranked choice voting?
1: Oh, I did not, and uh, that they didn't have that on here. So we'll have to check that out as well. And let me see what I can find. Yeah, see what you can find on that. And I'm just about here, down here to the Douglas County School School race. They have all these judges, and and uh, generally it's about 75%, seventy five percent, seventies to seventy five percent of the judges. Yes, on retention on that. And um, the the um, you know Brad Beck was real involved on this town of here, and they don't have all of the um, municipal races here on the secretary of state right now, but it looks like that home rule thing did pass up in Erie, so we're going to have to talk to Brad Beck about that. Uh, let's see here, we're getting very very close, Steve, and. Uh, these things just take a while to get this whole thing loaded here. So, And I will just mention, a bunch of these school district um, questions did win, uh, like Boulder, Boulder Valley, uh, a new um, tax increase of $350 million passed at 67%. Um, Brighton, they had a new one, and that passed at 56%. Um, then over here in... We're just about to Douglas County and see where where we're at. Okay, the mill levy override. This is a real squeaker, Steve. But right now, the no's on that is fifty point seven one percent, and the yeses are forty nine point two nine percent. So as of right now, it looks like that mill levy in, um, increase is going to be defeated. And uh, you know that's been a that's been a real battle. And we were recommending a no vote on that. And then the doubling the tax debt. Uh, was more soundly defeated. It looks like uh, the no votes on that are 54% to 45.78. So probably the way that uh, mill levy uh, increase was worded, people do care about our teachers. Uh, But uh, as you really unpack that and realize there's this tax increase that's occurring without these uh, tax increases, I find it really interesting. That, that was a, a real interesting battle on that one, Steve. And I'm not quite ready to, to, to declare victory yet because it's so darn close, Steve.
2: Now, you're referring to 5B? 5A. Oh, a okay.
1: Well... And uh, that is the mill levy override.
2: Okay. Tax. Uh, I guess no comment is all I can come up with. Now, 5B, that seems to make a little bit more sense in terms of the outcome or the results so far.
1: Yeah, and that I would say that that definitely was defeated. And because uh, that's uh, 54%. So, but the other one's just real squeaker. So we'll have to see uh, what happens with that particular one on that mill levy override. But right now it looks like it's going to be defeated. So let's go to break. I really want to hear from you. It's been, uh, it's just such a soul searching day here as we're watching these results come in. And the longer these these races are out there that they're not called, I'm concerned about just how those outcomes will will occur there so let's uh, let's go to break i want to hear from you 303-477-5600 303-477-5600 we'll
7: be right back inflation is rocking our boats especially for individuals on fixed incomes if you are 62 years or older mortgage specialist with polygon financial group lauren levy can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage
12: Myra Mesco doesn't believe in fairy dusting formulas. That's why her skincare company, Botanical Rush, only formulates with powerful potencies for visible results guaranteed. Your skin is like a sponge and it easily absorbs nutrients as well as chemical toxins. So picking the right product for everyday use is crucial to your skin's health. The all-natural Professional skincare products at Botanical Rush are free from synthetic dyes, estrogen mimickers, petrochemicals, manufactured fragrances, and parabens. Your skincare sets the tone of the day, so begin with clean formulas that are kind to your body. Myra and her team believe in using empowering nutrients at professional strength to support the skin's radiance at fair, affordable prices. Start your day with a fresh face and honest formulas from Botanical Rush. Set up a consultation with Myra Mesco to discuss your skincare needs email her at info at botanicalrush.com to schedule an appointment today and use the exclusive kim monson discount at botanicalrush.com code kim 15 for a 15 percent discount on first-time orders
2: no matter how you define it inflation is out of control increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people all these challenges we face are preventable Go to Munson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at Munson.com. That's M O N S O N.com.
7: And
1: welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly news- newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. And first on the line is Mark and Black Forest. And Mark and Black Forest, you sent me... A, such a well thought out email and I started to respond and then got distracted so I'm I, thank you for that but what's on your radar today?
11: That's okay, <laughs> That's okay. yeah we could revisit that uh, recipe uh, some other time um, I just think that um, you know it's, it's been difficult for us to prove the election fraud um, and of course the evidence has been uh, suppressed but um, it looks like that is um, what, what happened with this election. Uh, again, you know, it happened in the primaries as well. Um, and I'm, I'm using deductive reasoning um, to come to that conclusion. Um, you know, there was, uh, you mentioned the polls, you mm-hmm. know, 70 percent, um, you know, high percentage, uh, you know, the overwhelming number of people um, wanted to change the direction the way things were going. But yet, um, and, you know, on and on, all the issues that you covered this year, lockdowns, inflation, the school situation, all the things, people were definitely, um, you know, upset with, with the government. Um, but yet, um, you know, the results uh, show uh, the opposite. So um, I think that's illogical. I think the only logical conclusion is um, this, this voter fraud is alive and well
7: well
1: and mark i fraud is so difficult to as you mentioned so difficult to prove and so the first thing out of the box is like there's no proof you know you, know, you haven't taken to a court of law there's no proof and so i i've been using the word manipulation because i think there's been both legal manipulation and illegal manipulation but Legal manipulation here in Colorado is these mail-in ballots that are flying all over the state. And uh, there's been no work on the part of the Democrats to clean up those voter rolls. And there's been no demand on the Republican side to do that either. And so I think they've been very uniparty on that. And that's legal. I, and I have that in air quotes. It's mm-hmm. legal. But it is it's clearly, I think, has the opportunity to significantly manipulate our elections, uh, Mark, and Black Forest.
11: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like the the one lady said about, you know, you put your ballot directly into the tabulating machine, but then, you know, then what happens? You know, what's the software and database doing to it? Um, A lot of of opportunities for manipulation.
1: Absolutely. And the fact that we can't Find out what is happening through hand recounts is uh, that's a big big red flag, or I'll say a big a big yeah. blue flag right now. So, hey, Mark in Black Forest, thanks so much. Uh huh. Johnny in Denver, what's on your radar?
9: Well, you know, I, w- I was just thinking about this whole thing. Like one poll says one thing, and then the other poll says, and then the actual. So it sounds like Colorado it has. So many rich people that they just love inflation. Like I heard one night, this comedian said, "If the gas price goes to fifteen dollars, I will pay it." And he, or well, he had six figures, and the audience clapped. So was the audience making six figures as well? Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, um, I just can't. It's hard to put wrap my head around people loving inflation. Uh, and then uh, this open border thing, with with the uh, uh, with, with all the uh, crazy things that's happening with that, is this? It's almost like you're living in twilight zone.
1: It is. It's uh, the disconnect is. Uh, I mean, there's a huge disconnect. As Mark and Black Forest said, it's illogical. It just doesn't make sense, Johnny uh it did not bode well for Republicans for state House and state Senate. I so thank you for sp- for stepping forward to run for state House, though, so, Johnny, thank you
9: yeah but, but do you know what I, I noticed with that one um, okay the on june twenty eighth it was like one thousand sixty five for me and then um eight thousand well eight thousand four um So he just went up one more thousand, so many, and I went up like to 1,821. So it's almost like he didn't, he didn't buzz, but there was no debate. There was no, nothing. It was just that, that number just sticking there. And I, and I saw a little rise, but I'm just thinking like, I don't know. It just makes you want to say, Hmm.
1: Yeah, there's oh. a lot of hmm going on right now, Johnny in Denver. <laughs> a lot okay. of hmm. Right. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, I tell you, God. Johnny, Any anything else?
9: No, yeah, God
1: bless. Uh, God bless you, too, Johnny in Denver. And let's get over here to Eric in Stapleton. Eric in Stapleton, what's on your radar?
13: Kim, um, I don't know. I think that uh, I was telling the great producer Steve of yours about, the recall apparatus that was in, what back in 2019 mm-hmm. and it didn't happen because of, uh, you know, polis. They had numerous reasons why, and marking Black Forest is dead on as far as uh, I think Eric Comer is getting paid uh, a whole bunch of money with his Smartmatic and his Dominion machines because there's no way, even after. Kyle Clark in his YouTube ads was just kicking Jenna Griswold's teeth in about her, you know, um, her negativeness, and she still won. Mm -hmm. Colorado, and then um, well, she was
1: in charge of the election too.
13: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. We need can we need to start recalling her. We got to put this uh, action into full force because I think that it would show if we do it again and on our voting base that we would get what, that 25% that we need and we got what, 631,266 or something uh, that I wrote down in my notes. We just can't uh, lie dead and then let this go on. I mean, Lauren Boebert, for God's sake, lost.
1: (laughs) We'll I know no, some. i ain't going for it. Yeah, somebody called and said that to, to, to continue to watch those numbers, but yeah, I find that hard to believe. Eric, we can't give up. Okay, can't no, give no, up. That's what I'm saying. No, no, we need. There's other
13: ways to get these suckers out of office. We ain't we ain't dead yet. We're fighters. God bless you and Steve. I love you.
1: Thanks, Bye-bye. Eric. Right back at okay. you. Hey, Don and Rangeley, what's on your radar? Don and uh, Don and Rangely.
9: Good morning. I'll tell you, I've been uh, working on this for a couple of years, having gotten the machines thrown out of the two years ago when I discovered the trusted build and explained to them how an unelected third party can cut a software update and get by with it. When the law clearly said nobody can interfere with those machines within 22 months of an election, I said that is all we need to say this is illegal. Secondly, the, now is that everybody's saying, go out, vote harder, get more people to vote. Well, that's a moot point when the systems are controlled electronically and remotely.
1: Uh, so what do we do, Don? What do you think we do?
9: Well, the same thing that we've been trying to do for two years, and that's to provide the evidence of these crimes but we need to get the judges to be able to get evidence look at it and make the right decision right now there's tons of evidence We're just pulling to look
7: well
1: and it's difficult because these judges are basically all been appointed by democrats Don. so it's really a, it's really tough
9: well i think what we need to do is go down to the local level get the sheriffs on your side file criminal complaints if necessary against the judges and in colorado uh, that's that's fairly easy to do usually but the sheriffs who are the crime law enforcement agent in the land need to get on our side and realize we need to start taking people to jail judges in particular who do not do their job it's going to um uh, going to be a revolution. Uh, I hope hope it's uh, a bloodless revolution, but there is no way that we can continue to foster a republic when laws are being broken. And I bring that up on the side of the machines and the trusted bill two years ago with the border problem. If you don't have an executive branch, that's willing to enforce the law, that's their only job, fix the potholes, enforce the law, and get out of the way. But the legislature and the rest of the Congress, if they don't want to say anything about it, then the executive can run roughshod. So first of all, our system at the top is broken. At the bottom, we need to start taking the bull by the horns and filing criminal complaints.
1: Okay, Don, uh, we've got a lot of work to do. Our country yes, is at a very dangerous time right now. I so appreciate your call, Don and Rangeley. God bless. God bless you, too. And uh, again, uh, from our caller said that Steve and I sounded, li- or our listener said that... Uh, We sound a little down today, but we got to get back on the horse. This country is worth fighting for. It's worth saving. We have a responsibility to pass something good on to the next generation, and uh, we will not give up. And Mark Twain said this, And uh, those who do not read have no advantage over those who cannot read. So, my friends, today be grateful. Read great books. Think good thoughts. Listen to beautiful music communicate and listen well if honestly and authentically strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth, justice and the American way. My friends, you are not alone God bless you and God bless America
13: from home. Young like a new moon rising the rain and out into this great unknown And I don't want no one to cry But tell them if I don't survive